this morning on the third hour of today, catastrophic. Several Florida communities devastated by Hurricane Ian. Homes gone, roads washed away, and some people stranded with no way to reach them. Now, Ian is barely north with another landfall coming today. We're tracking the historic storm. And then later, Steve Kornacki kicking off a big NFL weekend, already talking Super Bowl and Brady versus Mahomes. And let it snow. We're going behind the scenes of a Hallmark Christmas movie to see just how they create that holiday magic in the middle of summer. That's all ahead today, Friday, September 30th, 2022. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. And a good Friday morning to you. Welcome to this third hour today. Craig Melvin, Chanel Jones, Jacob Soberoff here as well. Once again, this morning we start with Ian. Ian is a hurricane, the storm regaining strength after carving a path of destruction across the state of Florida. The worst of the damage appears at this point to be along the Gulf Coast. Yeah, that's right, Craig. As of 9 a.m. on the East Coast, 2 million people still without power, at least a quarter million displaced, but that number could rise dramatically. The storm washed away roads and wiped out infrastructure. Search and rescue missions are now really just getting underway, and Ian is churning in the Atlantic, heading now to South Carolina. So we have team coverage for you today, beginning with NBC's Sam Brock live in Fort Myers Beach. Hey, Sam. Uh, Chanel, good morning. There are certainly a lot of parts of Florida right now that are hurting. This right here, no doubt the worst. We're in Fort Myers, Lee County. Over my shoulder, you'll see this house that's been shredded. And there were people, we just saw them seconds ago, on the top floor of it, looking for their things. Chanel, one resident here described the situation on Fort Myers Beach as if a bomb had been detonated, as you just see empty shredded lot after empty lot. Now, you mentioned 12 deaths dead so far. That's a number that includes most recently two from Sanibel Island, where there's still 250 to 300 people that officials have not been able to contact as the ongoing efforts right now continue in search and rescue. Nearly 48 hours after Hurricane Ian ripped through large swaths of Florida, the scenes still surreal. Five units that are burned to the ground and still smoking with water coming out of the ground. The monster storm reshaping not only the landscape, but the lives of millions who call Southwest Florida home. Fort Myers beachfront property obliterated into fields of rubble. Charming Port Charlotte, now underwater. Hard-hit Sanibel Island, approachable only by boat. And Venice Beach, a small community popular with retirees, shredded by winds topping 150 miles an hour. This cluster of homes burned by a knockdown power line. Some neighbors stunned. It's a manufactured home, but it's brand new. I don't think it's six weeks old. Others just heartbroken. It's really too sad for me to talk about. Thank you, guys. The reality of a lifetime of retirement planning for this couple suddenly came crashing down. We were across the street. We saw the roofs blowing off, but we thought possibly we were one of the lucky ones. Unfortunately, we weren't. And the death toll now in the double digits though that figure is expected to rise substantially. This could be the deadliest hurricane in Florida's history. In Orlando, a nursing home evacuated Thursday amid rising floodwaters. Police forced to do their patrols through water-filled roads. And even in communities like Naples, where surging floodwaters have subsided, business owners are returning to stores that can't be saved. They talk about surges all the time. We never thought that this would happen to us. I lost, we lost so much inventory. Lives and homes battered by a relentless storm, 
But heroes stepping in this morning. Search and rescue efforts are ongoing. In Charlotte and Lee counties alone, more than 500 rescues so far, keeping the U.S. Coast Guard busy. Florida coming together to clean up after this devastating storm. And President Biden says that he is going to be visiting this storm-ravaged area as soon as it is safe to do so. Not a clear exactly what the timeline would look like for that, guys. Also, Governor DeSantis confident that the portable cell phone towers are going to be arriving soon, hopefully today, as you're talking to loved ones who have not been able to send out text messages to tell their kids and their grandkids that they're okay. Certainly a lot of breathless moments right now as they're waiting to hear word from their loved ones. Absolutely. Tough times. All right, Sam Brock, thank you. That's always a part of the story that doesn't get covered Mm -hmm. as much. I mean, these cell towers that get blown over, I mean, you cut off communication, right? Yeah, there are landlines, I mean, you just can't communicate. So devastation in Florida, as we mentioned, Ian, strengthening once again, moving off the coast of Florida now. As you can see here, it is moving toward South Carolina. That storm is going to make landfall again there in just a few hours. Uh, it is already lashing the coastline. NBC's Kathy Park has made her way to historic Charleston. No rain just yet, Kathy, but those winds look pretty intense. Hey, Craig, good morning to you. That is absolutely right. Hurricane Ian is still several hours away from making landfall in this area. As you mentioned, we're getting a little break from the rain right now, but we are getting blasted with these intense wind gusts, and we're only expected to see the conditions worsen over the next couple of hours. But let me talk to you a little bit about the timing here, because when this storm finally makes landfall, that is also the same time as high tide. And keep in mind, there's still a storm surge warning in effect. So we're looking at a storm surge for uh, that could be four to seven feet high. And when you combine all those things together, we could be looking at widespread flooding. Also, power outages, a big concern in this area. The governor of South Carolina has declared a state of emergency, but stopped short of mandatory evacuations, but encourage everyone to have an emergency plan in place to get to higher ground if the weather continues to take a turn for the worse. Now, uh, something to note, this if this storm actually does make land fall around noon today. This would be the first hurricane to make landfall since 2016. That was Hurricane Matthew. Guys, back to you. All right. Uh, Kathy Park there in, in Charleston. In Charleston, like a lot of places down there in the low country part of South Carolina, they've got a lot of low-lying areas. They flood if there's just, you know, a, a couple of inches of rain. So you can imagine. Yeah. So right. we'll keep all eyes on South Carolina as well. Let's turn now to some mixed messages on the economy. The stock market plunging, inflation sky high, unemployment remains low, though. And even veteran economists are divided over what it all means. NBC's Tom Costello is following that story for us. Tom, what exactly is going on here? It's confusing to watch it if you're not an expert. A lot of signs point to a recession. Unemployment, though, still at this 50 year low. Yeah, and I got to tell you, we got more economic data just out this morning uh, showing that inflation is still running pretty hot, right? 6% by one account. So uh, at, the Fed is going to take that data into account when it decides whether it's going to raise rates even further. Uh, this is a head-scratcher of an economy because you're right. We have uh, inflation still running at about 40-year highs. We've got unemployment at 50-year lows. Uh, we've got full employment. Employers are not laying people off because they are afraid that they won't be able to find employees on the backside because we are in a full employment situation. It's it's a really strange economy. Now, the technical definition of a recession is if the economy shrinks two quarters in a row. We know that that's happened already this year. But economists say this doesn't feel like a, a, a recession when you've got unemployment so low and everybody has a job. 
Prices are high. So the bottom line, though, is how should you and I play this, right? What is the strategy going forward if, in fact, the economy is going to worsen, if we do go into recession? So a couple of ideas from the economists we talked to and the experts. Number one, they say this is a time to conserve cash if you can. Pay down debts now. Pay down credit cards now. If you've got one of those uh, home equity lines, maybe pay it down. Keep contributing to your investment accounts, they say, though. Even though the stock market is down 23% year-to-date on the S&P, 31% on the NASDAQ, keep contributing to your investment accounts because, essentially, you're buying at a lower level for when, in fact, the market goes higher. And then, in addition, prioritize and pay down the debt and conserve cash. All right. Now, as it relates to where you put your money when the stock market is sinking, a couple of ideas. Number one, there are some online banks right now that are offering savings account with an interest rate of about 3%. That's pretty good when the stock market is sinking right now. Uh, In addition, government I-bonds. Can I just flash a big red warning light to everybody? Listen to this. Government treasury bonds are now offering 9.6%. That's a heck of a deal. It's guaranteed if you put $10,000 into one of those I-bonds. So buy one. You can only do $10,000 at a time, but maybe you can get one and your spouse and your kids. The point is, this is guaranteed money from the government. 9.6% is a very good investment, according to most investment pros, guys. No risk there. Yeah, really good tips. Really good, good tips. Advice. Tom Costello, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. All right, Jacob, we're looking forward to something you've been working on. It's airing tonight at 1030 on NBC News Now. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so producers Arnie Haeckel and Mitch Koss and Julia Lee and I have been working almost approaching half a year now wow. on this documentary uh, we're calling Captives of Cannabis. As the legal market expands in the United States, so too does the illicit market, the black market. And what comes with that? That is all kinds of activity you might not know about. In particular, who is growing that cannabis? This is a big NBC News investigation exclusive about human trafficking in the black market cannabis industry. It's really important if you know anything about cannabis, even if you think you do. I hope people will check this out tonight. These guys have worked really hard on it, and I learned a lot. Well, you worked really hard on it, too, but I'm confused. So as the legal market has grown, the black market growing just as much. And that's because there's a patchwork of rules and regulations, including here in New York State from New York to California, they're all different, even on a county level. And it's allowed uh, the illegal marijuana industry to thrive because it's cheaper. Uh, they're able to get uh, cheap labor, in this case, uh, traffic labor. It's really uh, it's really a challenging situation that everybody should know about. This is important. I didn't even realize human trafficking would be connected to this. Right? It's a big deal. All right, well, be sure to tune in to NBC News Now, 1030 for Captives of cannabis. That's a beach you've been working on for a long time, so I'm mm-hmm. excited about this Thanks, one. Thank guys. you. Coming up next, our guy Steve Kornacki. Uh, he's talking football this morning, the big weekend ahead, and we're already talking about Super Bowl favorites as well. Then a little bit later, a pilot breaking barriers and making history at the same time, how she showed she had no fear mm. very early on. Wow. Third hour of today, right back <laughs> after this. After this. I'm not doing it again. while. It's been a while since we checked in with our guy, Steve Koinacki. So this morning, kick off with Koinacki. We're talking all things football with our favorite man in khakis, NBC News national political correspondent, Steve Koinacki. Good morning, good sir. Good, good morning. Good Friday. Yeah. So let's talk about this Sunday. Huge game. Uh, the Chiefs, Tampa Bay Bucks playing down in Florida. Mahomes versus Brady. Oof. What do we like here, Steve? Great matchup. Reminds folks, of course, of the Super Bowl two yep. seasons ago. If I have to put the score up there for the sorry Chiefs fans, oh. the 31 to 9 Bucks when these teams met 
two years ago in the Super Bowl. Now, they're both 2-1 and one coming into this game on Sunday night. But underneath those records, pretty good records, a little bit of a struggle for each team. The Bucks, three offensive touchdowns total in three games. The Chiefs, a total of 37 points the last two weeks. They lost to the Colts on Sunday by Chiefs standards. That's not too hot. Here's the thing. If the Bucks don't break 20 points in this game on Sunday yeah. night, it would be the first time in 20 years that a Tom Brady team has failed to score 20 points for four straight games. Whoa. So wow. this is a very slow start offensively for Tampa Bay. We'll see if one of these teams can break loose on Sunday night. Well, Tom just mentioned, Tom just mentioned it. <laughs> Craig just He's like a Tom Brady. It. I mean, you kind of look like Tom Brady if you squint a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> uh, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, how do they stack up? I mean, yeah, this was the talk in the Super Bowl. It was the legend and the future legend. And so take a look just at the career stats, some of the career stats here. You've got Brady, obviously 45 years old and still playing here. He's got those seven Super Bowls. His best season in terms of passing touchdowns, he threw for 50. That was back in 2007 with that almost undefeated Patriots team. Thank you very much, New York Giants. Patrick (laughs) Mahomes, 27 years old. So far, he's won that one Super Bowl. But again, play it out. Imagine if Mahomes could last as long as Brady has in this league. If he could get 18 more seasons playing the way he has. He also threw for 50. That was back in 2018. They've played each other, Mahomes and Brady, five times so far. It's Tom Brady, three. Patrick Mahomes, two. Mahomes with a chance to even the score. And could it be the last one? I think that's a Who's favorite, Matt? Do we know who's favorite? Do it's know? a home game for the Bucs. So, uh, okay. And as was, by the way, the Super Bowl. The that's Super Bowl right. is the first time that's the Super right. Bowl has ever played. No, I was, was there the for team stadium. Speaking of Super Bowl, Steve, you already got some odds on, on this year's Super Bowl? And they've right. moved a little bit. I think we were showing you at the start of the year who the favorite was. Let's take a look at the current odds here. Oh. So the favorite to win the Super Bowl. They had a tough lot. Oh. That wasn't supposed to be. Rihanna, the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Rihanna is not the favorite. (laughs) She's performing at (laughs) halftime. I'm going to try to go back to that screen one more time and give you this. There it is. Bills, four to one despite that tough loss. Still, the Chiefs and the Bucks, we say a slow start in some ways for each. They're still at the top of that list, but the biggest surprise early in this season, look at this, the third choice here. The Philadelphia Eagles, Eagles. now uh, eight to one. Eagles. They do uh, Jalen Hurts. Okay. Jalen Hurts. Can we explain why we just had Riri up there for a second? Well, we did. We were going to ask you a question. She okay. was announced this week as the halftime show for the yes. Super Bowl. We told you Brady had the seven uh, Super Bowl rings. Who's got a bigger number here, Brady with the seven rings or Rihanna's Grammys? What Ooh, would be the bigger number? That's a good one. I'm going to say Brady. Rihanna. I'm going to take. I'm going to take Tom. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. take time. Hey, Two on Brady. One on Rihanna. The correct answer, Brady. Seven Super Bowl rings, Rihanna. Nine oh, Grammys. Well, it's been so long since she uh, gave me a Don't make me do a headbang. Don't make me do a headbang. <laughs> <laughs> Never better against Rihanna. Okay. Wow. Thank you, Steve. Thank Good you. to see you, you my see friend. You, uh, and by the way, folks, you can watch that. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Tom Brady, Chiefs, yes, Bucks, Sunday Night Football, 7 o'clock Eastern, only on NBC and Peacock. It's going to be a good one. All right, Jess ahead of Fearless, Military Trailblazer, with serious grit, how she's flying high and carrying on an impressive family legacy. Then later, see how Hallmark creates a holiday magic in a heat wave. Oh, this is fun. We'll be right back. This morning, we are going to meet a military trailblazer with grit who commands an elite Air Force squadron. She's following in her father's footsteps and showing kids 
that the sky is the limit. We have NBC's Ann Thompson here. You had the chance to meet her and talk I with her. I did, and I just love this story, and I love Kristen Wolf because she is the very definition of grit. She performs in air shows designed to take your breath away with spectacular feats high in the sky. But she's not just making the crowd ooh and awe. She's also working to get more people into the cockpit. This is a real-life version of Top Gun, but here the lead is a woman. 33-year-old Major Kristen Wolf, the first female commander of the F-35A Lightning Demonstration Team. The airplane can't tell who's in there flying it. Uh, it flies the exact same for me as it does for uh, a short person, a tall person, any type of minority. So that's pretty important. And really, people just respect if you can do your job. Uh, and you see that a lot in the military, which is good. Her breathtaking skills. Wowing the crowds in an 18-minute routine at Joint Base Andrews and at air shows across the nation. Sometimes the high-speed pass looks really cool with all the vapor cones coming off the airplane. Um, but really probably the inverted pass, because being 300 feet off the ground upside down is just really not natural for a fighter pilot. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it's natural for anybody. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> What's the thrill of flying upside down 300 feet above the ground? Man, uh, I mean, you're going 400 miles an hour. You're looking at the ground. You can look out the side of the can uh, canopy, see the crowd looking at you. Uh, it's just a, a weird feeling. You know, you're hanging in the straps, too, because you're pulling negative Gs. You don't get to do that normally. An Air Force brat, Wolf grew up loving thrill rides, riding roller coasters with her mom. I did. Uh, the best is when there's no line, you can stay in the front seat for as long as you want. But it was while majoring in chemical engineering at Alabama that the adrenaline junkie's future took an unexpected turn. So what did your parents think when you came home and said, I think I want to fly? <laughs> uh, I think my dad inside was just giggling like a school kid. Um, <laughs> so he was pretty excited. And he's kind of shaped my, my career path as well, just giving me advice, little bumps and prods along the way that I needed. Do you have a hero pilot? Um, I mean, I'd probably say my dad. I followed him around, born on Air Force Base. He was a fighter pilot as well. So uh, just seeing the way that he lived his military career uh, to follow in his footsteps and talk to him about being a fighter pilot is pretty unique and pretty special. Her call sign, Bayo, as in the epic poem, Beowulf. Now pulling nine Gs in the sky, three times what she felt on a roller coaster loop. Wolf's mission is to generate excitement about military aviation and inspire a new generation of pilots. You see the adults say, like, hey, you can do that one day, or them tug on their, their parents' uh, pants and be like, mom, that's a girl getting out of the airplane. That girl leads a team of 15, mostly men flying not just at air shows, but major events. How does the air show compare to doing the flyover at the Super Bowl? The Super Bowl is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, of course. Um, but, you know, that's a snapshot in time. This is kind of full-time job. Going to change people's lives, hopefully. And the Air Force. Today, women account for just 4% of its fighter pilots. Wolf wants younger women to see a limitless future. One of the things for women who have achieve, and especially the first generation of women in any position, there is a responsibility to reach your hand back. How are you reaching your hand back? Um, in this job, it's easy for me um, because I can, you know, get out of the airplane, walk down this crowd line, talk to little kids, sign autographs, and, you know, look them in the eye and say, you can do this uh, 20 years from now, 10 years from now. And I get to see that reward in front of me versus a lot of other pilots. And to hear someone say, I'm going to do your job one day, it's like I, I changed at least one person's life. So that's pretty special. 
Oh, and you can see how she's changing lives. Major Wolf has performed in 18 air shows this season with five more to go and many more young people to inspire. Oh, I'll say. That's awesome. What a great story. It's fabulous, isn't it? And the picture of her and her dad, and her dad looks like Goose, you were saying. He does. And that's from Jay Blackman, the producer, because he said he looked at those pictures like, it's Goose. Yeah, it's right. Way to go. Yeah, Yeah, very cool. Uh, Still ahead on the third hour today, it is one of the hottest holiday movies of the year, quite literally. See how Hallmark creates a winter wonderland in the middle of the summer. This is pretty cool. We'll be right back on the third hour of today. All right, guys, this morning we have a very (laughs) early holiday treat. Hallmark just announced this year's movie lineup. Stay tuned host NBC News Now anchor and newlywed Savannah Sellers found out it takes a magic to create that winter vibe in the summer. Hey, Savannah. That's true. Hey, that was very nice. Good Muscle morning. Talk. So I'm good during this Christmas segment. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I am a Christmas fanatic year round, so this actually was a dream for me. And apart from getting to help blanket the set with snow, I also got some tips from amazing actors like Mean Girls Lacey Chabert on how to make a hot Christmas movie happen. The countdown to Christmas has begun, and for many of us, the quickest way to get into the Yuletide spirit is by watching a holiday movie. And action. Merry Christmas, honey. Hallmark is rolling out 40 new films this year and invited us on a behind-the-scenes visit. Lock it up, it's please. Christmas morning. Of the brand new movie, Haul Out the Holly. We've got everything we need to make Christmas magic happen. Nutcrackers, gifts, the tree, ornaments. Only problem? It is 91 degrees. I've got to get the sweater off. While the finished product might look like a winter wonderland, the weather outside is actually frightful. They're filming during summer in the suburbs of Salt Lake City, so instead of preparing for icy conditions, they're taking heat wave precautions. Need any sunscreen? Not what you'd expect, even for veteran actor Stephen Tobolowski. I thought when I was going to do a Hallmark movie, they're going to drive me up to the to the snow, to the ski areas here in Utah. No, we are in sandy Utah. This bottom layer is just to soak up the sweat. It's nothing but sweat from here down. So how do they get in the Christmas spirit under these conditions? Star Lacey Chabert knows a thing or two. This is my 12th Hallmark Christmas movie. So you're a pro. I love these movies so much. They bring me so much joy to film. Was it difficult at all to get in a Christmas mindset this time of year? Yeah, it's the middle of summer and it's extremely hot and we're wrapped in coats and sweaters and hats and gloves and it's 107 degrees outside and we are bundled like it's four. Do you have to keep kind of reminding yourself, like, act like you're cold? Always. Yeah. I mean, a couple times during the scenes, I'll end up like accidentally like fanning myself. It's <laughs> like, just so hot. But you're like, no, cold, cold, shivering because you do it. It goes against your bodily instincts. You know, you're trying to cool down. But we have all sorts of tricks for cooling ourselves down, taking those layers off in between, fans, ice packs. It just kind of comes with the territory. Lacey's leading man in the movie, Wes Brown, stepped in to teach us some of those on-camera tricks to looking cool. First, wipe the sweat from your brow. Okay, yeah. That can't be seen. No, that can't be seen because it's freezing. Then we're just going to get up next to this guy. get warmed up, and then a okay. fake fire. You definitely have to get into the shivers while wiping the sweat away. So for this real-life neighborhood, what's it like when Christmas comes to town in summer? For Hallmark superfan Carolyn Thurgood, it's been a dream come true. I've loved it. Yeah. I'm going to miss when everyone leaves because even the Hallmark crew has become 
my friends. Even Lacey <laughs> Chabert told me happy birthday. The movie's set designer even recruited the actual inhabitants to break out their own decorations a few months early. What has this been like to see your home transformed, your street transformed in the middle of August? So weird. <laughs> so weird. Especially when they're blowing the snow. Yeah. And you're like, it really looks like it's winter. You heard her right. These guys' job is to let it snow using a big tank and hose. They spray the set with foam so every shot looks like a winter wonderland. Trying to stay warm. But in this heat, it melts off in about 15 minutes. So I thought I'd swoop in to help. <laughs> I'm exhausted. You're an expert. Takes some upper body strength. A Christmas miracle on Evergreen Lane. <laughs> okay, that actually was really hard also. Yeah. Now, the set designer we also got to talk to, and she told me this is fun to watch for at home. You want Christmas to the max in every single shot. They overdo it with decorations and snow, so you feel the holiday spirit throughout the movie. So in every single frame yeah. of a Hallmark movie, they just max it out. I just can't believe they've got 40 coming out this, this winter. One year, they've made 40. By the way, as Jacob alluded to, uh, before we let you go, congrats again. Thank you. When did you, when did you get married? Look September at 16th. It was just, yeah, I just got back this week from our honeymoon and our Italy, and our wedding that we're in Italy. So Look yeah, it was like, I know, so handsome. My my husband, which is so crazy to say now. Oh. There's like mom and dad walking me down. It was such a sweet picture. Savannah. You yeah, look amazing. It was so much fun. It really was, you know, everybody says Do you feel like you're back at work yet? Um, yes. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> what did you do with that dress? Where is that dress now? Uh, oh, um, actually coming, getting shipped back because I had way too much stuff to carry. I was so worried about, you know, everybody losing all their luggage oh, and everything. Yeah. My oh. parents' bags are still in another country, so Happily that's all another after. story. Thank you Maybe so much. It was so fun. You guys are very, very sweet to say that. We love Thank you. you. Thank you. We I love love, you love around here. <laughs> Coming up next on a Friday morning, Joe ba Joy Bauer using a fall favorite in Superfood Friday. You're going to love these apples. Mm. Third hour of today, right back after this. Fall is peak apple season, mm. folks. So we're going to celebrate this morning with two delicious apple treats this Superfood Friday. Today, nutrition and health expert Joy Bauer is going to show us how to make apple fritters and also a fun spin on caramel apples. Joy, mm. always good to see you. Take it away. Hey, guys. First, let me say I love apples so much. They're crispy on the outside, juicy on the inside. Depending upon what variety you have, they bring all sorts of different flavor profiles, right? And they're loaded with nutrition. So we're going to start with a healthified version of apple fritters. And I'm holding an apple here. The first thing you do is you're going to core it right down the middle, okay. turn it sideways, and we're going to slice it into thin, I would say about an eighth of an inch pieces. They're circles. Let me show you what this looks like. Just like this. Oh, that's cool. right. And so here I have a pancake batter. Oh. And so I'm using a whole grain, but you can use any kind that you have in the house. I didn't see this and coming. Neither did I. <laughs> so I'm going to dip it right in. Oh, that's easy. Whoops. Right? The apple and, and the pancake batter. Oh, my goodness. Hold on a minute. I got to get That's another piece. Here we Joy go. Bauer's just like us. I know. Joy Bauer messes up. And so all you're going to do is put it right in a heated skillet. Okay. And you let them sit for about two minutes on each side. And you have two options here. You can either make, I'm going to show you, I have, I have a skillet right over here. Uh -huh. You could make pancake-like pieces. Ooh. You can see the 
the apple peeking through over here. Ooh, or yummy. if you want to poke the hole of the apple, you could make it more so like a little apple ring. That's cute. And now, after they're all done, I'm going to bring you over to my island because I'm going to show you how to put the icing on the oh, cake. Or icing. I should say the icing oh. on the fritter. Oh, yeah. Does it cook? Yes. When you do it two minutes on each side, the apple still cooks enough? Yes. And this is what I would tell you. And that's a great point, Chanel. If you take a bite and you find that the apple is a little bit too firm, Uh just lay them out on a plate and put it in the microwave for about 30 to 60 seconds. Because ideally, what you want to get is this doughy goodness on the outside and a gushy, soft, sweet apple on the inside. Yeah. And that's what they look like. Mm. So now I take a little bit of melted butter and all I'm going to do is spread it on the top and a little bit of sugar, or you can use oh sugar gosh. substitute if you want to pull back in a little bit of ground cinnamon. And that's it, guys. You make, It makes a great big bunch, and it's really delicious. Yep. And I so hope everybody loves Joy, them. Joy, you also have your own take on, and I'm not surprised, caramel apples. You make a caramel sauce at home? I am so excited about this recipe, and it's a caramel sauce you could feel really good about because I cleverly use dates. I'm taking dates, which have natural sweetness. You put them into the blender. There's no corn syrup in this, and you don't need the stove either, which makes me very excited. So I add a cup of boiling water, and what that's going to do is soften up the dates. You let it sit for about 15 minutes. Again, it's going to make the dates much easier to blend. Then you remove about half a cup of water. It doesn't have to be an exact science, just some water. And I put in some maple syrup, a little bit, oops, a little bit of vanilla extract, Mm -hmm. just about one teaspoon. And then this is really nice. If you could find it, this is just maple extract or maple flavor. You whirl this up. I'm just going to show you what this looks like. This is caramel sauce. This is caramel sauce. And now we're making sheet pan caramel apples because we're going to take this over the top. So this is what it looks like when it's done. Beautiful. But you take... You line your apple slices up, and then all you do is you put the caramel sauce over the top and all sorts of toppings, chocolate chips, melty chocolate. Look, I have coconut in the middle. You could do walnuts, pecans. I mean, it's a party. It's amazing. It looks delightful. Thank you, Joy. For the recipes, folks, have a great weekend. As always, it's today.com slash food. All right, we'll be right back. Into the show, Jacob. Thank you for hanging I out. I love hanging out today. with you guys. Uh, third hour, we've got actress Kate, Kate Del Castillo. Castillo. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye, guys. Have a good weekend. <laughs> 